0: This is Joy Paris, and you're listening to the Empathy Global Podcast. Here we will come together and listen to the stories and struggles of people around the world. No blame, no political bent. We share our stories to erase the lines that are separating our increasingly fractured world. Because in the end, if nothing else, we are all profoundly human. And finding the beauty in that and being willing to feel someone else's pain, someone else's story with them, that is empathy everybody and thanks for tuning in. Today we have three teen moms here. Uh, we've got Trey, Chrissy, and we've got Candace from Making Me Too. Her website is makingmetoo.com and um, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at at Making Me Too, makingmetoo. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Candice, do you want to start by telling us your story? Okay, I'm Candice. I'm 29 now I had my
1: um, first child, well, I found out I was pregnant at 18, I had her at 19, um, she's 9 now, I also have a 6 and 2 year old. Um, I found out um, the day after I got kicked out of my parents house <laughs> for fighting with my mom, um, and I was sleeping on my brother's couch in a studio apartment, um, the room had been hot-boxed, <laughs> so it was... Um, covered in smoke, and um, I had my <clears throat> boyfriend at the time stop at CVS, and we got a pregnancy test. Um, I peed my childhood away, and uh, <clears throat> we looked at it, saw two lines, and didn't know what that meant. <laughs> so we left the box in the car, um, he ran down to the car and brought the box up, and um, then we saw that it was yes. He was only 17, he's younger than me, <clears throat> and he was still in high school. I was in my first semester of college. Um, he was a junior in high school at the time. So he had to be home by his curfew. <laughs> so, so right after we found out, uh, I was kind of left in an empty, smoke-filled apartment, um, covering my face with a pillow, because I now knew that there was a baby inside of me, and I um, was inhaling pot. <laughs> um, and then he left. And that's how I spent my first night, knowing I was going to be a teen mom. Wow. It's quite
0: a story. (laughs) All right, Chrissy, why don't you go next and tell us about yours?
2: Okay, hi, I'm Chrissy. Um, I conceived at 12 years old, and at 13 she was born. Um, The day I found out uh, was actually, I think, two days before I was taken away from my mom and put into foster care. So we were staying in a hotel, and or a motel, I guess you would call it, and we went down to the health department. I actually can't remember exactly why we went, but I had been into a little bit of trouble with the courts, and um, it was a pretty hectic time right then. My brother and I weren't going to school. Uh, he had just been arrested for armed robbery. He was 11, and um, we were at the health department when I found out. I have to proudly say that that was the first and only Pregnancy test, I've had to take. (laughs) I learned very well when that was positive where babies came from. Um, We went next door to a little sub shop, and my mom cried for like the next two days until the state knocked on our hotel room door and told us that we had to uh, get out um, and go with them. And of course, my mom was extra devastated at that point. (laughs) My daughter is 20 years old now, and I am.
3: 33. Wow. All right, Trey, your turn. (laughs) I'm Trey. My, um, I I conceived my daughter at 16 years old, had her three months after my, my 17th birthday. This was a very emotional thing for me. Um, I was, I was that girl that I left home at 14 and, um just wanted to be with the cool crowd and do what everybody else was doing and, you know, introduced to, to sex. And, you know, um, I fell in love with my kid's father um, at 15, which I thought, you know, was love then. And, you know, today I know different. Like the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brittany was actually at my High school graduation, I have pictures of her and oh, me in my cap and gown with her, holding her. Um, I, you know, I like I said, I fell in love with the bad boy, you know, and it was just one of the crazy relationship, on and off, broke up, fighting, love each other, chasing, you know, all this craziness, and I think at that time in my life, I was looking for someone to love. And I just loved maybe the wrong person. Um, I would not take back in a million years having my my babies um, at 17 and then I had my son at 19. Uh, They are 22 and 24 now. And I would say that the hardest thing for me and why I'm so emotional because I love them so much and i would want them i like what i have now in my life i wish i had a, had this for them growing up um they they turned out fine they're they're great kids they work hard you know my daughter's completely independent like on her own lives in chicago fearless she's amazing um It was just, it it was hard, it was hard. And I, a lot of it, um, you know, my my parents had to step in and take on some responsibility. Uh, You know, I'm 16, seven, or 17 years old. um, Who can take care of themselves at at 17, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I was still in high school. Um, I remember when uh, when I found out, actually, I was going out um, one night with some friends and I'm in the shower, and I'm getting ready, and all of a sudden, I threw up. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? I've never just gotten sick like that. So I was like, oh, that was really weird. So I end up going out that night, partying with my friends. Two, two days later, it's like I'm, I keep getting sick, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I think I'm pregnant. So went over to my girlfriend's house. We, you know, We got the pregnancy kit from the drugstore, I I take it. Comes out positive. We all like started crying. Like, you know, it's 16, 16 years old. You know, can you just imagine um, the fear that comes with? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm going to have a baby. And 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 when I did find out, me and their dad wasn't together. We weren't together anymore. He had kind of moved on and was dating somebody else. So I had that pain. Um, I ended up having my mom come to get me from her house. And I got, I remember getting in the car and I told my mom and I said, mom, please don't tell dad. (laughs) Like he's going to be so disappointed in me. And um, she was like, we're going to get through this. And they were my support. Now, my dad was very upset. (laughs) He, his biggest fear for me was that I was going to quit school. And I didn't, I, I I proved him wrong. I, I graduated, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I made it this far in high school. I'm not going to give it up now. Mm -hmm. Um, so my dad, he was very upset and I don't think he knew how to deal with it either or or how to react to it he's he's i'm sure looking at his daughter and knowing like the struggle that's up ahead and he didn't want that for me um so anyway um it, it was a battle you know and i and we fought you know i'm i'm in that i'm a, i'm in that teenage emotional roller coaster mess you, you know everything all the your body chemistry everything is is a, is a wreck That's right. yeah. <laughs> um so we would fight and i ended up i i you know i took the little kit at home but i also i ended up going to team um what is it the planned parenthood and i don't remember the lady's name but she was god sent like, she, she was my support, and, you know, she helped me get through that terrible time. Um, when, I, when I went to and, you know, found out I was pregnant, well, I had one of my friends take me there, and then we drove over to the, fa- the kid's uh, father's house, my daughter's dad, um, to tell him. And his mom was there, and he was there, and I go to the front door. And he comes to the front door and kind of peeks his head through. Like, what are you doing here? And I, I, told him, and his immediate response was, "It's not mine." So I just, I, I just turned around. I got ten steps down the t- driveway and I lost it. I, am bawling my eyes out, in, on his, in his driveway. Um, luckily, you know, I have a friend there, supportive. Um, so I started that as a single mom, single mm. teenage mom. I went through my entire pregnancy by myself. Um, once Brittany was born, I um, you know I, her dad came around. Um, and it was just like little by little. like he would leave, stuffed animals at my doorstep you know he was afraid of my parents Mm because you know he was like they're gonna kill me (laughs) Um, and then so little by little he came around and we got back together and then and then it was like we're gonna make this work Uh, you know I my biggest goal was keeping the family together my parents are still together this day they've been married 42 years so family is very important to me and keeping it together so I we tried we tried we tried he, has a dro- he had a drug problem. Um, so two years after having Brittany, here comes Billy, my, my baby. So I had Billy at 19, almost 20. Um, again, you know, trying to keep the family together, um, on and off, on and off. You know, just we're together, we're not together, together, not together. And it, that went on until... My son's second birthday, and uh, we had actually gotten married me and the kid's dad we we got married and, and he was the love of my life i you know I loved him with no doubt in my mind, but he had his own problems, and i I didn't want that for my kids, so I remember my son's second birthday uh their dad didn't show up, he was out doing cocaine or. Crack cocaine, and um, we then he comes back, and we get in a fight, and he tries to he puts the kids in the car. I sat on the back of the car. He put, knocked the wind out of me, um, and I was on the ground. And I heard the kids crying in the seat. And I said, "You know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore." So the, they were two and four. I packed up whatever I could fit in my car, and drove to Florida and started a whole new life. And they have not seen him since Mm -hmm. Wow. so like i said i did i i did it um i worked hard i had so much support from my family i would not have been able to do it without him um and today i mean they're they're great they're great kids they're you know like i said very independent and um like i hold this on me because i feel bad like i want I wanted them to have more. But their, their response to me is, we don't know any different. Like, you're a mom, and you've, you're, you've been there. You've loved us. You've done everything. You've worked hard to, to make us who we are today. And so, it you know, you can, no matter what the struggle is, you can make it through. Just keep your head up and keep pushing on, and, you know, everything will work out. So
0: that's incredible. Why don't we just keep with you and then we'll go back the other All direction. Right. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about where you are now in your life?
3: Um, well, I, re- I got remarried.
0: I Th- see you're a beautiful ring.
3: <laughs> 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 to the most wonderful man. Um, mm-hmm. Who to him, those kids are his kids. And they were, I think, eight and or no, Billy was six. Six or seven when Thomas came into the picture, and so Brittany was eight, nine. So, you know he's he's been there, and uh, he he will do anything for them, like good or bad. Like he's been through the he's been through the great and the, the good times, the bad times, the ugly teenage years. And I always look at him and I say, How did you? Why did you come into this? <laughs> like this, you you and you know what it is. <laughs> He made a choice it wasn't just something that happened he mm-hmm. made the choice that i'm going to come into this family and i'm going to i'm going to be there for them and him and my daughter have the best relationship him and my son you know he, he my son just started working for the company that he works for and um thomas is he's just been great i couldn't ask for a better guy in our lives and yes. yeah yeah christy knows some he treats me like gold um Total night and day. <laughs> from
0: the, yeah.
3: Um, but you know it's a choice. And I I, I made that choice that I would never I, I wanted I wanted a good guy for me, but I needed a great guy for my kids. Mm-hmm. And because that that's what we needed to be stronger and to grow and you know and, and we needed his support. And you know, to to my daughter, he is her knight in shining armor.
0: <laughs> so I'm so glad to hear yeah. that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, Chrissy, why don't you tell us about your life now?
2: Okay. Um, am I going with current or a little more background?
0: It's up to you. Um, okay. Maybe you can start with where you are now and like how you got there. Okay.
2: Um, right now, I uh, I just sent my daughter out west. She wants to hike for three months and maybe stay. So I have a little bit of a empty nest feeling. Uh, It was a story for another day how how that turned out once she left the state of Florida. It was pretty hectic. Uh, It was just a week ago Wednesday I think. Yeah a week ago Wednesday she left so I'm still transitioning myself but um, exactly what I wished and prayed for on the twin bed in the maternity home that they placed me in um, was that she would just be I mean just every day I was just praying that she would be smart and strong and sweet. I mean, just over and over, that's just what I wanted. And I had a lot of free time, so I was able to think really hard about what might've gone wrong in our life up to the point that I was 12 years old, four months pregnant, sitting in uh, a group home, a hundred miles from home. Like what went wrong in my life and how can I make it different? And I was just a kid, but I thought about it the best that I could. And there's definitely things I could have done differently to have made her life better. And I feel a little guilt about that. But um, she did turn out smart and strong. And the sweet shows sometimes. (laughs) Um, She's uh, just so incredible. Such a joy. Um, And she's super independent. I mean, I remember when she was 11 years old, I think she was just wise enough to see my struggle, I guess. I remember... She was always careful with money and saving money. And still, in the grocery store, she would try to buy her own cereal in the <laughs> checkout line. And I was like, honey, this is food for you. It's it's I've got it. It's no problem. And she's, she's still very much like that. She's very independent and um, really wants to make her own way and isn't scared of anything. <laughs> um, she's over, I think she's in Colorado right now. She drove there in a... 12-year-old Jeep, I think. Um, wow. Long story short, she flipped it nine hours into her drive and oh still kept driving. Her first car accident, flipped it on the highway. Um, I'll keep it simple. But so she's a super, super tough girl. And uh, actually, I think yesterday I had my own car incident and I haven't told her about it yet, but She was selling, texting me that everything was going great there and they're having a barbecue tomorrow and she's so excited and they're shopping for it. And she's like, when are you coming up to visit? And it was so sweet and so touching because there were times when she wasn't as much pulling me towards her. And uh, I was able to just briefly touch on uh, an obstacle I had this week, and just say, you know, something came up that kind of set me back. I'm not certain how soon I'm gonna come. And she's like, Oh, what's wrong? You know, you can call and vent to me anytime. <laughs> I'm not working at this time, so I've got all the time in the world. And it was just so sweet. The funny thing was, the prior day when the big event happened, I wanted to call her because I was having a really bad moment about something kind of unrelated. And and it it brings me back to that she kind of became the alpha in the home for right. better or for worse. Right. But I wanted to call her to help me make a decision I was having like one of the hardest days ever and I felt like I couldn't even walk and I wanted to just call her and say who should I call to go eat with because I just couldn't like I was just like paralyzed um, so she's just such a strong smart decision maker um, such a blessing such a blessing um, I, I sell real estate now I own my own home I purchased it um, the anniversary was just uh, two weeks ago, my six-year anniversary of home which wow. is amazing, because I went to eleven different elementary schools, and <laughs> I, I didn't really realize that home ownership was an option until I ran into <laughs> um, the real estate field where I started working eleven years ago. So uh, life is pretty good, um, but it is definitely you know some ups and downs because I've done it all by myself from the start. Um, I've had so much on my shoulders. Granted, there were adults that stepped in. Thank you, God. Um, uh, The first one I remember, I was 12 years old. I was, it had been two months since, I I think two months since I found out I was pregnant. I remember I had a loose tooth. (laughs) I was in like the third foster home since I got taken away from my mom. And it was a maternity home in Jacksonville. Terrified. Um, I was the minority there. Which wouldn't be a problem but uh, those a lot of the girls were super troubled and I think that it was hard for them to understand me and me to understand them so it wasn't extra comfortable for me and I feel like subconsciously I was just dying for a mommy figure um, amazingly enough 19 uh, year old girl um, I'll just call her T because I don't know if she wants me to give her information but uh, she showed up there because she didn't have enough money to for lodging so she ended up staying there and I just latched onto her like you've never seen she was like she was um, a strong strong woman already and I just like latched on she was the mommy I needed and however healthy or unhealthy it was it helped me to get through because I was terrified and um, I think it was around Christmas that she moved out um, just after my 13th birthday and I cried for two days straight I thought I was gonna die um, my mom has an addiction and wasn't able to visit. Even when she said she was coming, she would either not show up or show up too late to be allowed to see me. Um, I gotta give her a lot of credit because she's always been sweet and loving towards me, never judged me for it, never got mad at me for um, putting myself in a situation to conceive unmarried. Um, She was always just, I love you, I just want the best for you, but she wasn't able to be there for me so I latched onto someone else. And when she left, I was really, really lucky because another girl came in, and I'll call her R, but uh, her parents had kicked her out of the home um, because she got pregnant, and she had a family that in my eyes would have been perfect and everything that I have ever wanted, um, but it wasn't perfect. They couldn't accept the choice that she had made that got her where she was, so she was in this maternity home with a bunch of foster kids and wards of the state. and. God sent her to me. It was amazing. I actually never thanked her mom for being tough on her, but it saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was uh, probably the most strong, one of the most strong women I've known. Some people might have a problem with it, but that's exactly what I needed at that time. And she saved my life. I remember I, I didn't have much faith or anything like that at that time in God, and I'm still working on growing that. But uh, she would sing me to sleep at night Uh, We would paint each other's toenails because our bellies were getting pretty big and it was tough to do. Um, She really, really made the time there more doable and helped me through a lot. And she and I are still friends today. (laughs) I'm actually helping her purchase her first home. uh, So we're just grateful to have each other (laughs) She saved me. I mean, she was amazing. And I've had other adults, official adults, along the way that I can't say enough. You know, if you see someone, just listen for a second. You know, give them some eye contact or encouragement, whether it's a teen mom or just a kid at your son's school. Just those little tiny pieces of listening and support made the world of a difference to me. I could probably list 25 people that I feel contributed to my success just they probably don't even remember what they did for me, but it made a world of a difference. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful, and I try to kind of be that myself when I get the opportunity for younger people.
0: All right, um, Candice.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's see now. Like I said, I'm 29. My husband and I, um, it's my first daughter's um, dad, all my kids' dad. <laughs> we we were um, – met in high school and then we had sienna when he was in high school Um, and i was in college like i said and we stayed together um it was that crazy puppy love in the beginning like was already mentioned kind of fighting i believe i ran over his foot once um you know those (laughs) that kind of turmoil teenage uh relationship yeah (laughs) that drama except you know you add kids in in there and so it makes it even more complicated But yes, we, without a doubt, loved each other. Um, We didn't get married. We were told to get married um, right away um, because he comes from um, a very conservative Christian home. I come from a very um, southern type of do-the-right-thing home. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was Thank My mom became a mom at um, 17 for my brother, and she had me the day after her 20th birthday. So. Her response was, was, you know, the immediate when I told her, just we'll get through this, which I thank God for because she remembers that her mom, um, she remembers that her mom um, kind of didn't have a good reaction. Her experience was really bad, (laughs) so she made sure when she responded to me that it was in love. I mean, I later found out that she went to a. parking lot and sobbed and cried but never but not in front of me (laughs) so that was really um great but overall you know obviously now being a mom I understand um his family and my family's reaction um because that's devastating not what you want for your child but um so we were told to get married kind of right away like when are you gonna get married you know when are you gonna make an honest woman out of yourself type of thing um and we really didn't want to be forced into a marriage. Uh, my mom married my biological father, and she's, you know, they got divorced just a little bit after that. Um, so I didn't want to be, I mean, I know they say, you know, you should love somebody that, uh, enough if you're gonna sleep with them, but that, we weren't sure. that That's what, we, we loved each other enough for forever. So we didn't want to be forced into marriage. We wanted to decide that we, just like everybody else got to do, that we were getting married because we, we wanted to, and we loved each other, so we waited. And um, we ended up getting married when Sienna, that's my oldest daughter, um, was about 18 months. Um, So we did wait on our own terms. I got to have a proposal. I got to have, um, you know, the engagement period to plan a wedding that, you know, that we (laughs) worked very hard in several jobs and took out loans (laughs) to pay for. (laughs) But um, that was something that we were adamant about, that just because, um, like you had said before, um, that it happened to us. We wanted to choose how it unfolded. So, um, I didn't want to, my husband is just amazing. And he, he didn't want me to feel like I missed out on anything because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's certain things you miss out on. We, you know, we, we (laughs) missed that whole crazy college years. We missed, I mean, we had our daughter whenever he became a senior, whenever he did his, um, graduation, we had, there's stuff we missed out on but the things the options that we could choose we wanted to have a say in how they unfolded so that we wouldn't end up resenting each other several years down the road so we um consciously made that choice to not get married right away so that we could have a say in how that happened so we did um and then we got married um, we had our second child when i was 21 i think they're three years apart and then we have our um Two year old now. So, and so we've been together 12 ish years, married. Um, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get this wrong. Since 2009. <laughs> 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 Since 2009. Um, and for us, the journey has really just been um, writing the end of our story how we want it to be. Um, even though we didn't, I mean, we loved each other, but we were way too naive to know what we were doing, what the actual depth of what we were doing meant. Um, I think in my own mind, I wanted someone to love deeply. I wanted someone that had no choice but to unconditionally love me. Um, I think that played a part into what got us to where we were, you know, teenage pregnancy. Um, And he wanted to be, I say our situation was I wanted to be rescued and he wanted to rescue. Um, So, that's what led us to, you know, being teenage parents, and unfortunately, that that scenario is great, like in movies or in the beginning when you like have all this drama and adrenaline. <laughs> but um, you know, 12 years later, it's hard work and dedication and self-sacrifice and um, humility and everything to actually have that be, you know, longevity. Um, so we're just determined now. Um, we own our own business. We're owning. We're on our second home um, ownership. Um, our daughter, our daughter and our son and our youngest daughter are amazing. My oldest daughter is nine. She is very smart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, one of those things where she goes to a, um, they go to private school, a Christian school. And, um, there's, uh, with good intentions, just expectations that people have in certain scenarios. And so she's very proud uh, that her parents uh, had her in high school. She has, you know, in first grade and kindergarten and all those things, she was very proud that all her and her friends had a competition and her parents were the youngest. I I definitely have been called her um, sister my mom mm-hmm. got referenced as the mom at open house. Mm-hmm. That's always been the case. Um, I mean, now I have adult braces, so it's even worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely think I attend the school. So I <laughs> <had that. laughs> so um, she's just uh, asked questions, um, especially with our faith background. She's heard what's wrong, what's right. Does everybody get to have um their daughter as their flower girl at their wedding you know just like these talks that you don't think you're gonna have you know when she kind of asked us about like how come i'm in your wedding pictures and all these types of things and um i mean at nine we've had to explain to her based on our religion and based on just society what they tell you um what we perceive is what we did wrong what we perceive is what we've done right explain her making her own choices and finding that pathway Um, and you know God's plan for everyone's life looking different and so she's kind of like an old wise soul (laughs) (laughs) because she's she she's experienced our hardship without really knowing it so she's just my greatest teacher I have learned so much from her just in this I mean, literally, we've grown up together. I'm sure that you guys yeah. can yes. <laughs> tell her. Yes. So um, she teaches me way more than I ever teach her ever. I mean, my other children are amazing, too. I love um, Titus and Adela. But um, there's just a, a special thing with um, your child who brings you into um, adulthood and motherhood, really? <laughs> in our case. <laughs> so that's kind of
0: where we're at now. That's so amazing. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, So is there anything you would want to tell um, people who maybe don't know what to say to a teen mom or any experiences you want to tell about people who responded or um, treated you ways that maybe made – the, this hardship even harder on you. Um, you know, we talked about before we started that, you know, a problem with, with shame, um, which definitely comes along with some situations like this. I know all of you have been through that mm-hmm. point at some point. I heard it in a lot of your stories already, <laughs> um, is, is a lot of blame. And sometimes it's shifting that onto somebody else or saying, well, you know, shame on them for putting shame on me, you know, um, so we don't want to do that. But sometimes people, um, people do this stuff unwittingly, you know, like they they think that they're trying to help, but it's not, or they just don't know how to respond. And maybe you can just give us a message for people out there who don't know how to respond. Maybe it's their daughter or maybe it's um, like their student or mm-hmm. Someone in their church or someone in their neighborhood, you know, um, people have their automatic responses based on, you know, I, I know a lot of people who will see like a particular tattoo on someone and say, well, they must be, da, 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 and they're like, you make up all this story about the person you've never oh, even did. talked to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we know that there are stories that come along with that when you, mm-hmm. when you're a teen mom, you know, well, they must have, um. So sometimes people don't know how to be kind, you know, yeah. so maybe we can, you can talk about that a little bit.
1: Okay. Um, okay. So my, for strangers, the, it's very simple. Shut up. <laughs> 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 um, to the well-intended um, older lady at the store who looks up and then looks down at my finger and then looks back up at me with that disappointed look. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't know my story, number one. Um. I told you I was maybe going to cry. Dad <laughs> <laughs> <Take your> time. Um <laughs> that's putting shame on me that I didn't ask for. Um I experienced a lot of that. I experienced a lot of um <laughs> I put tissues in here ahead of time. Um I would say time and time again I could count endlessly. Um, Yes, I know what makes babies. Thank you. Um, Just the comments that you think, yes, I'm old enough. Like, you know, geez, are you even old enough to have kids? Well, obviously, you know, I I went, I get what um, puberty is. Thank you. It's (gasps) biologically possible for me to have children. I push them out. Um, So I know you, you, for people, they feel uncomfortable when they notice an age or they say they 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 want to say something just shut up like just for a second be quiet and mm-hmm. listen to someone mm-hmm. or you, you know you don't have to make light of the situation you don't have to make a joke you don't have to you know have any sort of opinion on it there's you know like keep it keep it to yourself because just like you've had hardships so has that person mm-hmm. and i think there's a stigma um a, especially coming from, you know, a religious background or just society-wise, they put this stigma on um, um, the bad choices of a teenage mom being worse than everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that um, you're damned because um, you had sex before marriage. Like, that is the epitome of all the worst things. And what I tell um, about my experience is my in my own story, my sin or my, um, life experience, I couldn't hide, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. my, my, and the difference between the man and a, and a female in this situation is my husband was still in high school, but when he walked onto the football field as a senior with a baby at home, no one knew it. I mean, gossip, hello, of course, but like, you couldn't look at him and see. I had no choice, but to, I walked into every situation, my stomach walked into the room first. So, I don't get to hide it. Mine's on my sleeve. Yours is deep down that nobody knows. So just because you get to hide your hard experiences, and I either had mine in my stomach or I carried her around at my husband's prom or I now have her next to me almost the same height as me and <laughs> braces and <laughs> and being still, you know, ID'd for a drink, that, that doesn't make, just because you can see mine, um, any different than yours. So just don't comment on it. I'll share with you. Um, if I, if I trust you or if I'm wanting to, and your job is to listen, regardless of the stigma you put on my experience. So that would be for strangers. And for family, um, I'd say, I get it. (laughs) I get it. Um, my husband and I went through hell and back with our families, with our friends, friends are... (laughs) At that age Not gone non-existent, non-existent you know <laughs> <laughs> they obviously have different interests even now none of my friends are my age they are it's all there so everyone that's in the same life um life stage yeah in the same life stage that we're at is at least 10 to 15 years older than us and that's just we just know that it always has been we never all of our friends that were around us are gone we literally yeah. don't talk to the same people anymore mm-hmm. um which is understandable because it's friendship, but family-wise, I get how devastating it can be. I, now being older, completely understand the reactions from our parents, from our siblings. It's devastating and it changes your world. However, as much as you think it changes your world, (laughs) Mm. it changes the person going through it tenfold. Mm. So if you could find it in you to be supportive, your reaction in your own mind can be one thing, but to that person, congratulate them. Like, I can't stand every time someone says they're, you know, a teenage mom or whatnot, there's like this, I'm sorry. Yes, it's devastating, but it's also a life. It's also the best thing that's ever happened to me and the worst thing that's ever happened to me, if that makes sense. So one of the best things my mom did was she made me call my aunts and uncles and um, announced my pregnancy. Um in a good way like we're expecting so that it wasn't just like a grapevine that f- turned out Whispers. that that was spread out among our family that this horrible thing happened to me. Um, she also threw me a baby shower like the best baby oh. shower. A baby shower that was at a um, at a I mean it sounds ritzier than it was but like a country club at a golf course like she wanted it to not be such a, like a bad thing. So that would be my encouragement to families is celebrate it. I with my third pregnancy was 25, 26, and people saw my ring, and people saw that we were married and we were older, and I got so many congratulations. Little old ladies would run my tummy, and everybody was smiling, and I actually had to go through a, a season of mourning, and I r- cried a lot that um, I didn't get those experiences. The journey into motherhood wasn't, you know, I see friends now, and I see you know my sister-in-law, and um, everyone going through their first pregnancies, and they're all, you know, in their 30s and whatever and their journey is so different than mine was. And I have resentment that I'm, I'm working in my own self. I have resentment and I have um I have hurt and I have this feeling that I missed out on all these experiences that every woman deserves. And I have to work on that my own self. <laughs> but if you could be a small glimmer of that in a teenage mom, it doesn't just affect her in that little time. It will affect her in subsequent pregnancies. It will ex- it will affect her as she gets older and, and everyone around her has these glorious pregnancies and these little belly pictures that she never took or anyone wanted to see. And it just gives her a little bit of that normalcy in her first pregnancy.
0: Um, I think a, a good thing about what you said Um i had a friend who had just started uh he went through something really tough and he was just kind of like a more of an m- emotional um guy and so it was like something he really needed to uh learn to kind of embrace that within himself and like kind of explore some of the hurt and not feel like you needed to shut it down and uh, i remember him telling me this story um where he his roommate that he was living with they were both like maybe 30 35 something like that <laughs> and um he was really upset about something and uh his roommate sits down and and he was like just feeling really uncomfortable because he like didn't know what to say I was like trying to say these things and he s- said um he was like trying to talk and he said don't talk <laughs> mm-hmm. he said the best thing that you can do is to just sit with me mm-hmm. and he said okay and he sat with him and he said we just sat there in silence for a while and I just have thought about that a lot ever since then that people don't realize how how much that means.
2: Mm-hmm. Like that you space. said, sometimes just
0: don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just doing something kind. Like maybe you see a teen mom and she's eating at the restaurant you are and you just pay her bill. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't need to say something. Maybe you don't need to try to make a joke or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you just like, a smile goes a validate way. them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, a because, smile, it, <laughs> a prayer. Yeah, something. because it's already hard enough, you know, mm-hmm. you're already carrying a, a burden that's hard enough, mm-hmm. and you don't need to make it worse, <laughs> or heavier, <laughs> or, you know, and I just think sometimes, just in general, when we see that someone's hurting, we feel the responsibility to do something and then we feel bad when we don't know what to do or say right. mm-hmm. or whatever and sometimes just like you said just a smile or just
1: just validation i yeah. mean my <laughs> hu- my husband is really good at that now as i'm ex- like i said i'm experiencing because i you know this is something that you think i was when you say like are any former team moms i'm like well this is weird like that's something i was but not i'm not really it's kind of like this weird title you never get rid of, but you're also like, I'm not going to stay, you know, I don't want to stay there. I'm not like always going to be this teenage teenage mom. mom. Like that's so cliche. But, um, something he's great at now is that even though I've moved past it, it doesn't ever leave you. Like, as you can tell by our emotions right now, the shame that you talked about, the hurt, the life experiences, it literally molds you and doesn't leave you. And just the, the perfect thing can trigger a flood of everything you feel back. So for me right now in this season, uh, being going into my thirties, this is the quote unquote normal time that everyone starts have building their families. There's a lot of people. I mean, I can't get on Facebook without another pregnancy announcement every day. So that re triggers just that emptiness. I felt that I didn't get that. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard for me. And the best thing my husband does is just, he knows that Obviously, he wants to take it away because our spouses usually want to take away our pain or, you know, or just right. family member. Whoever you're close with wants to kind of take away that pain from you. But I, you know, have told him, like, I just need to be able to feel this. Like, and his biggest thing that, that helps me through this is to validate. Because I don't want to put that on someone else like that. You know, if my, uh, my sister-in-law, you know, I, I have niece and nephew both on side and whenever they first... Um, we're expecting. I was so happy for them, but also then there's always that lingering sadness for myself behind it. I don't want to put that onto her. I don't want to do to her what someone had did to me, like right. bring down her excitement. No way. I'm, I'm not gonna go to her and be like, I'm really sad for myself. No, I, you know. <laughs> so for her, it was absolutely happiness and love and abundance for her. Like that's just, I want to bring joy and give her the best experience possible through this. But in addressing my own hurt with my husband, that needs to be felt. So he validates that by just saying, like, of course you feel that way, like, I get it. And just him saying, like, that I don't have to feel bad, because there's a lot of guilt with having any kind of thing about myself and other people's happiness. So it relieves the shame and the guilt for even feeling those things. For someone else to just say, of course, like, of course you do.
0: (laughs) All right, Chrissy.
2: Um, I feel like you covered so much. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, well, no, that's we all good. The exact good. same way. You really covered a lot of what I feel, and what keeps kind of coming to mind to me is really what just keeps sticking in my head is that I want to kind of almost give credit to the people who were able to hold that space, mm-hmm. and the people who, um, you know, if you're close enough to the person. Help them see that there's always a way and that it'll be okay. Um, You know, there were times when strangers judged me. Uh, I was, let's see, I had an aunt who um, temporarily took custody of me in South Carolina after the baby was born. So I spent four weeks in a foster home um, after my daughter was born. I was 13 years old. Um, I had lost my last molar, by the way, or my last baby <laughs> tooth <laughs> while I was pregnant. So oh um, I'm 100 pounds, and, yeah. you know, trying to take care of this baby. She was gigantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the foster mom is, you know, trying to show me how to do things but being really forceful about it. And I was able to see the contrast um, of, you know, this lady who, although she knew that I had attended biweekly weekly Um, like twice weekly parenting classes and read every book and magazine. Like she didn't believe that, she didn't have faith in that and she wanted to undermine that and still think that her way was the best. So kind of try to have a little faith in the moms because not only will that help them feel good but it also helps them to feel responsibility as a parent. Um, I think a lot of people do it to teen moms where they undermine their parenting skills and unfortunately a big thing that's showing up for me although I've never really seen dads in person Literally, I have not seen a dad in action in my life. Um, I feel like on TV and a little bit of seeing my friends is that we do that to dads, too, a little bit. No, I'll just do it. No, I'll just do it. And that affects the dad and baby bond, which increases the odds that if there's a split, that daddy's not going to be as involved. And that just brings such havoc to our world. Mm -hmm. So uh, please, 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 with new moms or with dads, Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. The baby's not going to (laughs) break. It'll be fine. Um, I think that's really important. And then um, a month, like I said, I spent a month in that home. Um, There was a a girl there that was a stranger. She would make fun of my daughter for breastfeeding, making fun of a newborn baby. She had a song she would sing, cry baby, cry baby, suck on your mamas. Uh And it was so uncomfortable for me, but she was in a yucky place. I mean, she was in foster care and she was... Um, you know gosh knows what she had seen um, so when I got to leave there and stay with my um, aunt for about six months it was just such a breath of fresh air my family comes from a Christian family my grandma had ten children and uh, my mom was a teen mom I go up to my aunt who's the oldest of ten and then I think like number eighth in line of the family came down too because my aunt that was the oldest was disabled and had limited funds and limited energy but she was just so they were both so supportive and so loving and they let me carry the baby do everything with the baby but at three in the morning when I had school to get up for at 6 a.m they would get up with me and just say just go back to sleep just go back to sleep and that support is just so huge and so wonderful and just kind of want to touch on that because those things you do that might not feel that big are huge and they do make a difference if you're close to them and you're in a position to make that kind of contribution was really really big to me Um, there were you know strangers up there at the middle school that knew i was going home on my lunch breaks to nurse the baby and found out that i you know how old i was when i conceived her and they would scream across the school literally hundred feet from me screaming why did you spread your legs mean nasty stuff for no reason um but I I guess we all just have to understand that they were in their own nasty place they were just teenagers trying to make a name for themselves probably or feel good in whatever way they could
0: and it's hard to understand that I mean middle schoolers are basically still babies Mm -hmm. yeah and you
1: Possibly. I had no choice to not be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh You know, for
0: other middle schoolers to understand that, you know. Yeah, it
2: was it was tough, but I am grateful for the adults. You know, after six months, I had to come back down to Florida, and I encountered a lot of administrative staff at school. There was teen parent program I was able to get into. Um, I'll brag that I got skipped from eighth to ninth grade and ended up graduating with honor roll. Um, While maintaining two jobs um, in my junior and senior year, but um, the administrators that gave me support and my sister, the second she turned 18, she adopted my daughter and I. So she took us in and she took a lot of an adult role in the house except that I had been mommying this baby for so long, so she found a balance and found the patience and uh, really invested a lot of time in helping us have the best life and setting a good example of how to work hard. My daughter and I both, I think, learned that very well. Um, I'm really super grateful for the adults that stepped up, stood up, and supported, even tiny stuff. In high school, you know, I was in foster care, and I was super awkward. I had glasses, and of course it's, you know, hard to fit in, and I'm already awkward around everyone because no one gets me. I mean, my whole life I don't feel like I've ever been on the right level with anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't feel... I don't feel like I, like, we're just such different places, no matter what age group I go to or how old their children are. Mm -hmm. Um, But at this school, you know, the kids never pushed me away or made me feel like that. They were just in their own world, and that was fine. And the administrators, one, uh, made it a point to get me contact lenses. Another one let me shop in her closet for prom and babysat Kristen so I could go to prom. Oh, that's so sweet. It was really really cool. Um, I was in National Honor Society, and to go to the event, um, I don't. I'm sure they didn't say children weren't allowed, but for whatever reason, I didn't feel like it was appropriate to bring my daughter. Um, I think that I was in eleventh grade, and she was. I feel like she was four years old, maybe about to be five, and I had another administrator. You know, offered to babysit, and it was that. It was actually the same administrator that helped me with the prom. I was really close with this one. Um, lady at the school and so she babysat when my my sister took me to the National Honor Society Awards ceremony and (laughs) I still remember she was a vegetarian but she gave my daughter her first happy meal (laughs) that day. (laughs) It was so funny and ironic because I was very you know trying to give her healthy stuff the best that I could and Mm -hmm. everything like that but um, really the tiniest thing you know, as a person to another person that you can do, whether it's listening or reaching out or encouraging. I mean, there's always a way. I say that all the time. It's kind of like one of my little mottos, and I can't pinpoint who taught me that, but it was probably a combination of all of them, and I just don't stink and give up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't. It carries (laughs) into everything for me. Um, I did graduate um, with my associate's degree. I'm partway through my bachelor's degree, and I really just delved into Adulthood and kind of neglected school. I got my real estate license, and that's kind of the furthering of education I've done. However, um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> school. Um, however, um, all along the way, you know, just I just always felt like there was always a way, and that really brought me far, brought me through so much. And I apply it even at work. <laughs> um, someone calls me and they're looking for a rental, and I'm like, well, why don't you buy? And they've got like nine obstacles in the way of them buying. And I'm like, okay, well, let's find you a rental and i will be happy to work with you through this. I've got this like eternal positivity that some people probably find aggravating, but I'm like, there's a way. If this right. is something that you want, would you like to have this? And then just to find a way. There's just always a way. And I always taught my daughter that too. Like mm-hmm. if you ever get kidnapped and you're in the back of a truck, there's always, <laughs> always a way, away. just never sink and give up. I've literally right. given yes. that example, like just. <laughs> right. I don't know there's always a way so it's really awesome when people that don't know you or people that don't know you very well can come to you with positivity or a little bit of support or a listening ear and I'm grateful a sec for all of that that I got it brought me far
0: wow that's incredible I wonder uh I'm hoping um we get some people to listen to this but maybe you can maybe you ladies can send it to some of the people who helped you (laughs) maybe they don't even have any idea you know yeah, that's true. Do you have anything that's to add, Trey? I know you said um, they kind of covered yeah, it, but the girls pretty Some <laughs> <much laughs> <hope laughs> <them laughs> to are, add any know, <laughs> we, all, we all.
3: It seems like even though our stories are a lot different, we the, the feelings and the um, c- circumstances, situations, the responses are. It's all the. It's, it's been the same. Um, I find myself guilty sometimes if I see a single parent, and I and. I think it's it's because of my own shame um, because and it's not that I'm I look at them and I shame them I look at them and my heart breaks mm-hmm. so I don't know what to say to them and I you know I don't want to put what I went through and my feelings you know on, on somebody else um, but you know I will say don't don't shame them don't sh- they they're carrying enough of it on their own Um, I feel it forever yes um, (laughs) be that person Uh, be be that light in their dark world Um, reach out to them love them just love on them that's all Mm. they need Uh, love on them support them offer to help in any way that you can Um, you can't take it back you can't undo it Mm. so look at this situation for what it is and help move forward um, those people that have stepped in to our lives and gave that support, they can see now how great, like, the kids are, and, (laughs) uh, and see the Mm -hmm. good that came out of it. It's not bad. It's, it, uh, it's a bad circumstance to be in Mm -hmm. at, at a, at a young age, and, um, but it's, it, it's a situation and it and it and it worked out and and thankfully for those people that stepped in um, our kids have a nice life and they've they've learned from it too. Mm-hmm. I think I've scared my kids so much <laughs> from yeah. not oh, yes. being pregnant. I'm like okay, once they got past the yeah. 17 and, yeah. and 20 years old I'm like okay, they made it past me. Yes. Like win, win. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: That was a um, great breathing
3: yeah. for me too. I was <laughs> like oh. Yes, and well, you know, and being a single mom, you take on that um, responsibility at such a young age. And to me, that's all I—that's all I know—is to be a mom. Yes. So, I went through um, what Chrissy just went through with the, the daughter leaving the nest, and um, went through that. And yes, first Tampa, off to college, bachelor's degree, three years. She's amazing. Um, twenty-four years old and made. You know, over a hundred thousand dollars last year. She's so driven. She works out. She's, I mean, she, she's. I look at her and I go, "How do you do this?" You know, <laughs> and um, and 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 it is. It, it was the support that we had from our our family, our friends, and, and people that had stepped into our lives and and were there for us because it 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 was hard. It was a very hard circumstance to be in, and um, I don't know how we would have done it without them Um, and they
0: should be proud of that so if any of you guys hear it (laughs) be proud
3: thank
0: you (laughs) and thank you well thank all of you for sharing your stories it's very brave Um, I think sometimes we are carrying a lot of stuff and we want to share it we need somebody to stand beside us and say you know me too but that's scary because a lot of people don't know how to respond and sometimes it only makes it worse you know like the sympathy of like I have no idea what you're going through honey but you know and then you're like great (laughs) now I feel more alone (laughs) I know you were trying but you know so to share your stories publicly like this is very brave and I appreciate all of you for being here and spending this time with me and I really hope this can make a difference for either other girls out there who are going through this now or women who have gone through it, you know, years back and maybe didn't have the support, you know, that they can realize that they're not alone. And um, and even you guys, I can tell you're kind of touched by hearing how much, how similar your stories are, you know? You're
1: not really um, usually in the room with, I don't ever get, it's hard to, you don't get me too a lot. Right. You don't get me too a lot in this, like I said, like everyone, you literally are usually the only one in yes. the room no matter what age group if I when we're with older friends they have their life experience is different but our kids are the same age right. and if you know that kind of thing so you do ever really get this whole thing where people get it right. you really like n- you never get. this right. is literally like a gift right. to have other women even though like you said right. our stories are so different but just to hear myself and other stories is like I you never get you literally it's just a <laughs> I mean, very sure rare common the same emotion Yeah, exactly. You
3: know, and the same, you know, the same love, mm-hmm. the same fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I can just say, um, keep keep pushing on. You know, you're gonna make it. Um, just work hard, don't give up. Like like Chrissy said, there's always a way. <laughs> you know, make it happen.
0: thank all of you for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. If you could go to iTunes and subscribe and give us a rating, that would help us out a lot. Well, this was a really great first episode, and I thank you all for being here.